Hey brother Hear me now Brother dog Know me Understand Welcome to the Sargassum Podcast. I'm Robbie Thigpen. I'm Francesca Elmer. And I am Mar Fernandez. And we are your hosts for today. And we are going to share with you the latest ideas and concepts about Sargassum and Sargassum Beaching events which have become an international challenge. Good morning and good afternoon, everyone. Um, how was everybody's week? Good afternoon, Fran. Yeah, in Germany, the weather finally got good. So we have uh, first days of spring. So I'm sitting outside enjoying the sunshine. And I'm really happy to talk with you guys. How about you, Robbie? I'm doing pretty good. I got Cowbell over here in my lap and She's asking for a little bit of love, so I'm scratching her behind her ear right now, hoping she doesn't bark. And, and uh, yeah, so, yeah, and I'm down in New Orleans right now. Nice. <clears throat> you know, a funny thing happened to me this week. Um, I, I'm staying with a friend of mine down here, Lorelai Cropley, and uh, she's a professor over at Tulane, and she's got some horses. <clears throat> and a couple of days ago, we went over to the West Bank to, to do some stuff with the horses. And this young lady came riding up on a big black horse from down the road. And Lorelai just screamed at her, or not screamed, but yelled across the barnyard and said, you ought to be his intern. And she just kind of looked at me like I had two heads. And I said, so what do you do? She said, oh, I, I just work with ecology. And I said, perfect. That's what I do, too. <laughs> and she said, really? And so we talked for a few minutes. And it uh, looks like she's going to be working with us as an intern. Her name is Melissa Brown. And uh, we're very excited to... Uh, have her on board. She's studying at, uh, you know, remotely, but she's at Arizona State University and uh, she's studying conservation and ecology. And she's doing some really cool stuff for us right now uh, with a, uh, as a publicist and a biology publicist, with, which I think is, we all agree is an important thing for biologists to have. And uh, so, yeah, it's kind of exciting to have her on board. And when they came back from the ride, she says, you're one of the people with the Sargassum podcast. I'm like, well, yeah. No way, watched, we're famous. Yeah, I know. She, 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 she do. They, um, Lorelai mentioned that to her on the ride. She said, I see that all the time, <laughs> and also, also, she is also nice. some one of our uh, loyal viewers. And uh, that was the first time I met one of those. It's actually nice that you can still meet uh, people yeah. in person because uh, for me, I have. Uh, already accepted that the only places where I can meet people is uh, over Zoom. And I actually enjoyed a lot of our um, greet and meet yesterday, talking with uh, the Sea Combinator guys and Debbie, and then the SOS guys came in. So that was really, really cool. Like this virtual place to actually meet people, which is so rare these days. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about being down here is everybody I've been in contact with since I've been here, we've had a couple of get togethers and stuff. Everybody has been vaccinated. And, all. and when we're in public, we're, you know, we're masking and social distancing because you don't know what's out there. But we've had some actual meetings with people that are, you know, all practicing, you know, safety and all that. But we're, I've just been hanging out with people, having, you know, a glass of wine and, and stuff here and there with and without masks on. And that's been, that's just been marvelous at all. It's, it's uh, you know. That's very yeah. cool. Um, yesterday, 
was the first day since I've arrived here in Playa in January that the water was actually brown because of sargassum and another algae. So the first few meters of the water was actually brown because there's a lot of dead sargassum on the beach and another algae that's kind of mixed in it and then it goes back into the water. So that wasn't that pleasant and it starts <clears throat> smelling a bit too, but hopefully it will get better. Are, are people out there cleaning it up and stuff? Or? Yes, they are. They are cleaning it with in some areas of the beach. So it's a very long beach. Most of it is public beach where it gets cleared up, cleaned up maybe once a week or so. And then there's other areas which are the area that belongs to resort and the little area that is like where the, um, the lifeguards are. And that gets cleared every day. And they luckily it's not that much. So they're using rakes and are just like putting it in wheelbarrows and then have a big pile where they put it and from time to time they have a have a like a bigger like truck coming and get um the stuff from the pile. Um so luckily they don't have to use big machinery here to clean it, at, at least at the moment. Yeah, I think you got that back. So was, uh, Belize got hit, San Pedro, Kikapa got hit a couple of days ago, and mm -hmm. it must have just made it up there. You know, it's, it looked like a pretty good, sizable strike. So today we are talking to Marian Sutton, which is an oceanographer and project manager at the Environmental Applications Department of Collect Localisation Satellites, or CLS for short. She was in charge of developing new envi environmental products and services based on earth observation data for the oil and gas and maritime transportation industries. Um, now she's in charge of several projects to valorize the use of earth observation marine data through diverse environmental monitoring and drift modeling applications. Collect localization satellites is subsidiary of the French space agency CNES and of CNP, a worldwide company and pioneer provider of monitoring and surveillance solutions for Earth since 1986. The company is a provider of Argos environmental data. Its mission is to deploy innovative space-based solutions to understand and protect our planet and to manage its resources sustainably. Welcome to the podcast, Maria. Thank you. Thank you all. Hello. Excellent. Marion, we're, we're really glad to have you here today. We don't get a lot of uh, uh, astronauts here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, we, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's more likely that we'd have a, a, a naval professor here than, than, a, than a space person. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, and we kind of we always start this these out with a uh, uh, you know one question. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I want to I want to pose this to you differently. Okay. Um, and all that because you're in the south of France right now, and and uh, you look at things from very very high up. And all, and um, the the first part of that question is: have, have you experienced personally experienced sargassums? Uh, no, 
Um, actually, I've, I've been a couple of times in the Caribbean uh, the last years uh, because mm -hmm. I'm working now on it. Um, but I, I could I could, I could all, only um, get feedback from people uh, that have been looking or seeing Sargassum or being impacted by Sargassum. And you're right, I think from where I stand in Toulouse, um, the way I see Sargassum is, is on images uh, on, taken by satellites and it's all a result of great technology that we do have like satellites flying at uh, 800 kilometers and able to to detect the Sargassum uh, and to take pictures at very small pixel resolution. So from 800 kilometers, you get images at like 30, 300 meters or 20 meters. So that's, for me, Sargassum is, uh, is something that I can see from space <laughs> with now, the new now, technology. Okay, now, now that we've got some initial foundational information for all of us and I'll, Let's, we're going to get to, on to the uh, normal type questions that we ask. And so that question is, you know, with your, your re response, what does sargassum mean to you personally? So um, sargassum for me uh, is really, um, uh, as I say, some nice pictures uh, that I can see from the, from the space. And when we look at these satellites flying over at, at like a very high altitude, um, then it's, it comes down to uh, nice pictures of the ocean of, of small uh, filaments and mats of, of satellites, of, uh, of Sargassum that we can see from satellites. Um, so for me, it's, it's, uh, it's basically images uh, of, of, uh, of satellite products. Nice. And also, it's also, I think, uh, I can say that it's... Um, um, taking like full time of my working days since maybe four years now because I've been working on this and trying to to develop uh, some some nice nice feature nice services nice product using this satellite data for the Sargassum um, management. I'm working on a uh, kind of a educational material. It'd be mm -hmm. wonderful if you could share some of these images with us that we could use. That'd yeah. be awesome if you could do that. Thank mm -hmm. you. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I guess uh, CLS does uh, other things uh, besides working on Sargassum. So how and when did they start working with Sargassum? Um, so yes, uh, you're right. CLS is really working on um, a wide uh, range uh, of, uh, of applications and domain, always based on, on satellite data. Uh, and when we started to look at Sargassum, uh, it was actually in 2015, 15 during the uh, climate change conference uh, held in Paris um, at the end of or December 2015. Uh, we had the, the CNES, so the French Space Agency, uh, uh, which uh, who is our main uh, shareholder, uh, asked us to, to, to do a study uh, and to, to try to, to, to look at satellite data and to see if we were able to detect Sargassum uh, on different, different satellites. Uh, so that's what we did in 2015. So that was a successful uh, study. So that was the first time CLS really looked uh, into the satellite data and to see if we were able to, to see something, to see the Sargassum from, uh, from space and from, from these uh, images. Um, and then what happened is, I think by then, so 2015, uh, we were still at the beginning maybe of the uh, massive arrivals in, in the Caribbean. Uh, which started in you know, 2011, 
2013 had been like a low year in terms of, of arrivals. So I think 2015 was still the beginning of, um, uh, of the politics taking really, uh, uh, or look, look, really looking on, uh, into this problem and, and not realizing yet that it was becoming more and more and every year more, uh, more stable, I would say. Uh, so after that, after this study, we we just keep this idea in the back of, of our mind and and just keep on doing other work and always thinking that sat we could do something with satellite data on Sargassum, but maybe waiting for um, the good moment to 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 enter again uh, in this application. But then you ended up developing the STAM tool which now helps over 40 local users to predict when and where sargassum lands. And it's a pretty cool tool because you have the satellite detection, but then use drift models to actually figure out where that mass will go. And then um, the users can either access those models online to see where it goes, or they can get an expert's bulletin from you. So can you tell us a bit about SAM tool? Yeah, sure. Um, so, as I say, af after our first uh, study in 2015, so we had this idea and uh, we kind of started to um, to look deeper into what we could do uh, in the with the satellite data. And we came up with this idea of SAM tool in uh, 2018. Um, and we found uh, uh, the ESA, so the European Space Agency, actually um, uh, helped us in, supported us in the development of this system. Um, and what, so in SAM tool, you have several components. Uh, you have first, as you say, the satellite detection. So on the satellite detection, we are using uh, today six different satellites um, to, to detect the presence and the, the position on Sargassum on a daily basis. So every day we have all these satellites data that comes into CLS and we are um, applying some, some uh, smart calculation to, to be able to, to see the sargassum on these images um, and uh, updated every day. So every day we have the, the new situation from the satellites. Uh, and then we also have the, the drift component. So on, in some tool, once we have the detection of the sargassum, we, we take the position of this sargassum from space and we actually enter them into a drift model. And this drift model allows us to, uh, to estimate the trajectory of the sargassum. Uh, and we try to estimate where they're going to, to go in a few, few four or five days uh, and to provide some uh, estimation of the risk of landing for the several, several areas. Um, so all these data, the, the real position on the, the, the Sagasun uh, detection images, the result of the drift modeling, we all put this data into a web platform, which is called SAMTOOL. Um, and on this web platform, then the user is able to look at the detection of the la last position from the satellite and also look at the results of this estimation of the uh, Sagasun trajectory. And on top of this, we also have through this platform, um, the user can also access to some statistics. So we are adding, you know, for the, um, on the Sargassum, we, we also estimate the, the surface of the mats that we are uh, looking at, uh, the, the index of, of the mats, of the, the, the Sargassum index of, of each of the mats, because what we understand from the discussing with the user 
is what is really important uh, is really to anticipate what is the volume that will be able that will land on onshore. So today we are not able to do that with the satellites, but what we can do is actually see from the surface and, and we can estimate the surface of the mat. We're not able to see um, what is what will be the density or what will be the, the depth, but at least we can provide some information on the surface that we can detect. Nice, nice, nice. So uh, the SAM tool, who, who is it designed for? What, what type of people and you know, and, and maybe tell us a little bit about um, the area that it covers. Um, so the way we designed STEM2 um, was really to answer uh, a need for management of the Sargassum arrivals. Uh, initially, that was, that was what we, we wanted to answer. Um, so it's meant to, to go to, um, or to be used by operational people, uh, people that are on the field, um, having to uh, to manage the arrival of of the of the sargassum to prepare for the mitigation plan for the collection um all this so it's it's supposed to it it's, it uh, it will give them um the information uh, up to date on the sargassum coming to their area and help them also to um uh, to prepare um, correctly the the response to to this arrival um so now the user we have today, so for example, you know, Meteo France is providing some, uh, some um, situation building on the Sargassum uh, since 2019, I think. So we, have we are providing them with the satellite position and they are building their, um, their situation built in uh, based on our data. Uh, we also- Super yeah, cool. Yeah. We, are, we are also have been, we've been also working with the, the CERMES and for their Sargassum outlook, outlook built in. Uh, so since uh, last summer, I think they are also using our data to compare to the data that they have from the USF and to, to, to get more information and to uh, produce their, um, their three months uh, billeting forecast uh, based on our data as well, using our, using our, our data. Uh, we also, I, I know you mentioned earlier, uh, C Combinator, uh, SOS Carbon, all these people we've been in touch with them and all the operational people really uh, uh, have been using and trying some tool and, and often provided us with a great, great feedback. So it's very good for us thinking that we, this is something that really answers some, uh, some needs. So that's great. It and definitely is. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that would like to use um, these products. Can you tell us something about the costs of this? Because I guess this this, this is not magic. I mean, you you need uh, to yeah. have people employed. You need to acquire the satellite images and you need to process them. So what's what are the prices and what is the funding required to do this? Yeah, um, I will answer just on the area as well. Um, so now the sound tool, so all the users that we have, um, are mainly based in the Caribbean, so lesser until, but also uh, actually we had users from, um, if you do clockwise, from uh, Belize, Mexico, Jamaica, Dominican Republic, and all the, uh, the island until back to uh, Aruba. So really the whole um, circle of, uh, of, uh, of island there. Um, but this, the system is able to, we do the detection as far, uh, as far west as West Africa and going down to, into the, the, the end of the Gulf of Mexico. So it's really the, the, the full Atlantic um, banner or Atlantic, uh, a tropical Atlantic. 
Sub subtropical northern northern Atlantic, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's from well, basically it's from uh, a little bit below the equator to be able to go into the West ah. African uh, Gulf of Guinea, and we're going up to thirty north, um, north of uh, thirty degrees north. Um, so it's about um, the, to cover the, the whole Gulf of Mexico. Excellent, thank you. Okay, and yeah, for the so for the costs uh, of Samtul. So until now, uh, as I mentioned, so we had this uh, ESA, ESA project, so the ESA uh, funding in 2018 and 2019. So it really helped us to develop the system and to um, to link all the brinks, uh, all, all the bricks that we had from the detection, the sargassum uh, drift, and the web interface. So we had to um, to link everything into an, uh, an automated system. So the ESA um, uh, project uh, helped us to do that. And uh, in the meantime, it also offers us to, to provide access to the users for free. So in 2019 and 2020, all the users were able to access some tool for free. Uh, and it was also for us a way to, uh, to discuss with the user, to, to get their feedback, to, to be able to, uh, to co-design the system. And, and try to really to adapt the, the, the system and the, and the product to, to answer their needs. Um, that's actually what we, we've done. We had the first year, 2019, uh, we had the first version of the, of the project and people using it. We had about 20, 20 users in the first year. Uh, so we received the, the, uh, the feedback and we were able to adjust and add some new functionality for the second uh, season in 2020. Uh, and then, so until November 2020, uh, the user had access for free to some tool. And now since the end of, uh, of the year 2020, we are now uh, looking for more funding um, because the system is, is up and ready. Uh, it's already, uh, it's still operational and still we are still calculating the, the satellite detection every day, uh, but we need to, to find a way to finance, um, to finance the system. So, what we are still doing today. So there's several options actually. Um, we can either look for institutions. So we've been trying to discuss with a uh, institution or government to, to make the system free for the user, uh, but it, ha it has to be paid by someone. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, you have to still to, nothing is free. <laughs> so you have to, um, to, to, to uh, get money for the, the cost of uh, operation, maintenance, um, exploitation of the system. Uh, so this is, this is one, one uh, solution that we are uh, looking at. And also, or maybe it will be a combination of, of all of this, we are also looking at uh, asking for a fee uh, to the user uh, using the system. So this is, we're still, still really working on this. And we have also really uh, uh, heard that, uh, understood that the, uh, the user um, had not a lot of money to, to provide to, 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 to be able to use these two. Um, and we're trying to low, lower the cost as much as we can, but we need to cover the cost of the, of the production. So the more user we have and, and the, the, the lower would be the cost as well. That's very cool. So the more people are using your product, the cheaper it will get for them to use it. Or if, we, if you find an agency that covers the cost. Maybe even for free in the future. That's very cool. Um, so you said 
In 2015, you looked for the first time for sargassum in satellite images. And then in 2019, you already started SAM tool, but mm. I bet there's a lot of research, a lot of work going in from that one point of just seeing the sargassum in satellite images to having this tool. Yeah. So what kind of research and work had to be done to actually be able to launch SAM tool? Yes, um, in, indeed, uh, we had to do a lot of work. Uh, so part of them, part of it was done through the ESA, but um, most of the work was also done uh, at CLS from just you know our investment on this project on this uh, um, application. Um, so we started looking at first. We started to look at the satellite detection from the images. Uh, so we also looked at what was done in uh, in the other uh, institutions. So we really worked and, and looked at uh, the work from the University of South Florida, from uh, uh, Goa and who who, who um, um, published on on the first um, algorithm on 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 Sargassum index uh, on on optical sensors, optical images. So we we. We looked at their work and we used, used it and we recalculated our own uh, index. Uh, so uh, based on this work, we, we, ha we had to adapt uh, this algorithm. So we did some research to be able to lower or to increase, to increase the resolution of the project. So to go from one kilometer, uh, which is the normal resolution that you get for the Sargassum, uh, and to go down to uh, 300 meters. So there is a lot of work to do to uh, apply this algorithm to different um, wavelengths. Uh, I won't go too technical, but uh, wavelengths of the satellite uh, signal and to be able to, to go from, one, from um, an image at one kilometer resolution to 300 kilometers resolution. So this, is what, this was for one sensor. Uh, I don't know if, if you want me to um, to give you the name of the of the satellites, maybe it's a little bit too much. Uh, um, too of course, much tell us the name of the satellite. We want. Okay. We... <laughs> yeah. Okay, because uh, it's always you know um, from my field, it's uh, everybody knows about this, but you know it's uh, it's difficult to 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 have the the right level of uh, uh, of message also. So first we. Um, we used the, the first American, uh, uh, American satellite, MODIS Aqua, uh, which is the, the one that you are most used, I think, when you look at Sargassum uh, data from satellites. And we also adapted this, uh, this, uh, this algorithm, our algorithm, uh, to Sentinel-3 data, uh, which is satellite from the European Commission. And with these satellites, we had, we had uh, pictures of uh, the whole Atlantic Tropical um, at 300 meters resolution. And we also added new uh, satellite sensors with a higher resolution. And uh, these are Landsat 8, which is a, an, an American satellite, and Sentinel 2, uh, which is a European satellite again. And with these three other satellites, uh, because it's Sentinel 2, A and B, and Landsat 8, that's why I'm saying three satellites. Um, then we were able to calculate, uh, the, the, to, to detect the, the sargassum at 20 meters resolution. So now we, with all these, with all these sensors, uh, so all the work that was done was really to adapt the, this, to, to develop this new algorithm. 
which is called the NFAI, so it's Normalized Floating Algae Index. Uh, apply this to all the sensors, so the six sensors, uh, and with this we get uh, daily information, uh, either at 300 meters resolution for the wide, um, the large area, and when we go closer to the, the coasts, to the coastline, we get uh, Sargassum images at 20 meters resolution. So with all of this, we then have um, uh, an entire picture or the, the most uh, complete picture uh, using ocean uh, color sensors uh, to, to be able to, to look at Sargassum from space. So that was the first- 20 meters. Yes. That's amazing. That's impressive. How fast does the information come? Like how fast can you get the data? Like is it a daily basis or hourly basis or? Yeah, um, for the 300 meters uh, data, it's every day. So every day you get, basically you get one image from MODIS and one image from Sentinel A, uh, 3A and 3B that they go, they go together. So with two satellites, uh, Sentinel-3, you get one image of your entire uh, area. So with this 300 meters data, you get two images uh, daily. Now for the other one, so the one that have a higher resolution, um, it's every two to three days. So every two to three days, you have Sentinel-2A and Sentinel-2B that goes comes back into the same area. So you have um, 20 meters resolution every two to three days. And with this, we also use Landsat 8, as I mentioned, which is the American satellite, and it, it, go, it comes back every 16 days. So basically we have one image at 20 meters resolution every two to three days. <coughs> so uh, maybe I can also add that um, so these images are very high resolution data. You only get them um, close, close to the coast. Or, I mean, what I say close is about 300 kilometers from the coast. So it's, still a big area, um, but because these satellites, um, um, so the data is very high resolution, it's also very big volume of data. And so the satellites, they don't keep all the data when they go on in the open ocean. They actually don't, don't keep the data, um, um, they don't uh, archive the data. So they only get take the data uh, uh, and make the data available when it comes uh, close to shore. So that's why we don't, you don't get 20 meters resolution in the open ocean uh, uh, in the middle of the Atlantic. Excellent, excellent. Well, you know, I've got a lot of uh, friends, you know, all, all over the place in uh, Mesoamerica and all, and, and some of those work with uh, different NGOs or some of them are officers and fisheries departments and whatnot. <clears throat> Say if one of my friends at the, uh, in the, Belize Fisheries Department wanted to, to use this stuff. So how have you integrated um, our usefulness of this for end users, such as you know, some of my friends from the Belize Fisheries Department? How do we... Um, how how do you integrate the, the, the development, the end user development of the SAM yeah. tools? Yeah. Um, so actually in the frame of the this ESA project, um, there was a strong um, a, a strong part uh, that was related to the co-design of the system. Um, and we had, uh, at this time, we had a partner, um, which is uh, Nova Blue Environment, which is a, a small company based in Martinique. And we really, in the first phase, uh, before developing the system, we, uh, so we, we went in through a, a Sagasum forum, actually, 
uh, to send um, emails and messages saying that we need people to help us for the design. And then when we had people answering uh, us, uh, we started building our uh, users database and we provided them with a questionnaire uh, saying like, what do you want to see? Uh, what, what resolution? How, how, how would you use the data? Uh, you know, how do you intend to, uh, or what is Sargassum for you? <laughs> One of the questions, you know, it's a, um, just to understand uh, really what, 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 the, what was the, the end user's real need. So that was the first phase. And then after that, we entered the first trial phase of the, of the system, Samtool. So all these users were able to, um, to actually use the system after their recommendation on the specification. Um, and then after that, we also sent another questionnaire to ask for feedback on, on all the different items um, and trying to, uh, to, to improve the system like this. So that was the main, the mo most formal way, I would say. Uh, but also because this subject is uh, um, it's so um, important for, for people, uh, we also had a lot of interaction with the, the users and via emails or, you know, in a specific situation. So it was really rich for, for us and for me, uh, because I really discussed a lot with people. Um, and that's, you know, I, I, um, that's uh, how I, I discussed also with the people from, from everywhere in the Caribbean. And I, I also, I mean, I can also mention people from, uh, from Stinapa uh, National Park in Bonaire. That was really uh, help, helpful for us. Um, great communication, great feedback. So it's, it really built Actually, it, it built the community around the SAM tool. And also, I think because it's, it was probably providing some, uh, some, some data that people that were looking for. So yeah, it's it threw, mainly through questionnaires, but also, you know, through just uh, as you do, I suppose, you know, you, you just, people are interested in the, in the subject and you are, you, you are here to um, bring them some answers. So it's, uh, it matches. Exactly. Yeah, actually, if you would have sent me that questionnaire, I would have asked you to, <laughs> to tell me if you can see at the same time both the sargassum and the phytoplankton growing, because I'm always wondering when we see the satellite images of the sargassum, like what is the phytoplankton doing? It must be growing as well, right? Because if there are nutrients, there are nutrients for everyone. So yeah. what I want to ask is more general, like what are the, the next steps in terms of research and development for, the, for these tools? Yeah. Um, so now we, so we still have plenty of ideas <laughs> and there's still a lot of things to, to improve. Uh, I mean, I think there's always things to improve. Uh, so what we're really trying to do, um, we are at the stage now that we do have this system, SAM2, which is ready and operational and people that have been using uh, the, the tool last year, they know uh, in which uh, state it is now. And so it's, it's ready. Now from this, we, we want also to, to go further um, and to improve the tool again, for example, this is one of our, our main um, uh, projects and to really help even more into the decision-making uh, because from the users, from the discussion we have, we really understand, uh, well, we try to understand what is the, uh, the situation of the people using the system and what they are really doing on a daily basis um, so we want to provide them with more, more in indicators, more easy uh, to use indicators on the system um, and easy to read as well, uh, just to, to help them to, to, to take the good decision in what, which type of response they should, they should plan or 
so of course, what will be the, um, uh, the amount of sargassum, but more into the uh, evaluating also the risk of sargassum coming into an area where there is a, a more a, like a health risk or economy, uh, economical risk uh, or uh, environmental for uh, risk, you know, all these type of really um, uh, indicators to uh, estimate the vulner vulnerability of the, of the, all the, uh, the territories. So for this, we have actually, we just got a label, labelization from uh, an agency or an entity called the Space Climate Observatory. Um, and this is um, a helping project like, like us to, uh, um, uh, to answer or to, to, to provide with tools that will help the people uh, to, uh, to fight against uh, climate change uh, effects. So we are proposing some tool alert in this case uh, to really uh, pro provide the tool that will help people to, to better uh, anticipate and better manage the, the sargassum issue when it comes to, to their territory. And there is also another thing that we are uh, looking at um, as for the next steps is also, we also want to explore what we could do as a um, uh, seasonal planning. Uh, so for that, we, we are part of a, an H2020 project, which is a, a European project called eShape. And uh, for, through this project, we are um, trying to, to take one step uh, maybe uh, further up, I would say, uh, and to look at the, the, the full situation from the full Atlantic and to be able to provide information for seasonal planning. So while the SAM2 today is really answering uh, operational um, operational needs uh, for, you know, just a, a sargassum arriving in a, in a couple of days. They, through through eShape, we are going um, to to try to anticipate a little bit more. Uh, and it will, uh, in that uh, case, it will maybe uh, help, or we will we'll try to, to work with the CMS, uh, who is already doing this type of seasonal um, prediction. Uh, so now we're trying to work on this field as well. Very cool, Marion. I unfortunately have to leave now, but I really hope that you get uh, further funding. And I mean, we should definitely talk because okay. this uh, project has has to go on. So yeah, um, guys, I leave you for the debrief um, and see you for the next interview. Nos vemos. Well, that was a lot of stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today. And all that's uh, thank you wow. for inviting me. I hope it was clear and that uh, you know, you I, I really this is really something that, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, I mean, I've been working on this uh, application for four years, and I really like to to try to um, to promote the, the, the space data but also to, to come up with solutions. You know, you, you can hear that people are, are struggling with something or um, or looking at some some particular um. A problem that they have and thinking okay I have this I have the drift I have the satellite detection what can I do for them and I think it's really nice when you you know come out with some something that's actually uh, uh, people like so now uh, the other step is of course to uh, to make it uh, more sustainable but uh, <laughs> yeah well yeah what, what, what are the the, the uh, big things about our what, what we're trying to do with the, the podcast is to make people aware of what's going on out there and you know, be a place where um, different people, different stakeholders and resource managers and, and whatnot can come and, and learn about stuff that other people are doing mm -hmm. and how it applies to, to them. You know, 
However, yours uh, certainly has a basin-wide impact. You know, the, 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 the Eastern Atlantic, as well as the Greater Caribbean Basin. And so I think this is a really important project. And we're, mm -hmm. I'm really, really happy to have had you here today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I'm not uh, accustomed to uh, talking to the spacemen and space women and stuff, but I think it's really awesome what she's doing. You know, I, I think being able to uh, predict these things using the satellites is, is an amazing tool that could be useful. And as she said, you know, you know C Combinator, uh, SOS Carbon, these people can be prepared instead of uh, it coming and they're having to rake it up off the beach. I mean, it could be mediated by, you know, with in whatever manner by, um, okay, it's coming, it's going to be here on, it should be here on this day around noon. They go out that morning and keep from even getting to the beach. And that could, you know, that, that could save a lot of stuff. They, they, they get the resource out of there, use it for whatever. And it doesn't come on to the beach, which I think would be, when, when it it lands on the beach, it has a whole different set of, you know, circumstances of cleaning it up and problems. And if that could be avoided, I think that'd be a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah, I totally agree that I think the overall objective nowadays, at least, is to make sure it doesn't even get close to the beach, but to get that, that mass that will come to the beach before it reaches there. But even for managers who are cleaning on the beach, like they need to figure out which beaches get hit and where to send their personnel and their machineries, if they have machineries. And it will be really important to, to have that kind of detail. I think it's really, it's really about the more detail, the better. Like knowing that your island gets hit is good, but knowing which beach is most likely to get hit. And as she said, people are really interested in how much will get there. Like, is it just a little bit of sargassum that, that you can wake up or do you have to bring um, more people or more machinery? So yeah, these tools are really, really important. And I think already today they're making a huge difference for people on the ground. Yeah, and if uh, you, you're one of our listeners out there, <clears throat> we'll have some links down here in the, the clip description where you can uh, go and see these tools and, and see how they can work for you. And we, we encourage you to do that and all and, and see what it can do to help your country, your beach, your hotel or wherever. And all because uh, this is this is some really good stuff. And we, we certainly encourage you to, to follow up with it and see what's going on. Yes. And the other thing that I found really remarkable was that Marion herself hasn't really experienced sargassum on in the water or on the beach. She like she was approached to to see if they can find it on the satellite. And then they realized there's a real need for the satellite stuff. So now she's worked four years full time on this without at all being impacted by it herself, just because she knows there's a lot of people out there who who need her help. And I yeah, think we, we that, get, we, we, that, is, that is amazing to me, like <laughs> that dedication, even though you are not one of the people who who are impacted. Yeah, well, we, we need to get her to the beach. <laughs> 
it's just as simple as that, you know. Yeah. Well, everybody, thank you for being here today. We we know that you could have been any place else on the planet, but you chose to be here with us, and uh, and we really appreciate you because uh, sharing stuff with you and and is what you know what makes this podcast important. And uh, if you think you have something to share with us, you know, contact us. There's contact information in the, in the uh, clip description, and everything, and we want to hear from you because. All ideas are important to share, and all uh, because if you just keep it to yourself, it's going to go away. And uh, we want to hear how sargassum is affecting your life. So, anyway, until next week, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week, and uh, I look forward to it. Hey, thanks for tuning in today and learning with us from our guest. If you want more information about what our guests talked about today, then, then check with our uh, show notes and links and information in our archives below. And don't forget to like and share our podcast with your friends. If you enjoyed our podcast, then please consider supporting us financially by becoming a Patreon. For as little as a dollar per month, you can support us and take part in an exclusive monthly Zoom meet and greet for Patreons, where you can network with our podcast guests and other sargassum enthusiasts. The Sargassum Podcast is produced by Marine Conservation Without Borders and is made possible with financial support from the Kimberly Green Latin American and Caribbean Centers, U.S. Department of Education, Title VI grant. It is produced by Marcel van de Kamp and Francisca Elmer, and your hosts today were Robbie Tickpen, Francisca Elmer, and Mark Fernandez. We will be back next week with another exciting guest. The music of this podcast is from the song Dem a Pray by Drizzle Road Rana an artist from Ruatan. Follow him on Spotify or YouTube for more music. But for now, here's the full song, Tem I Pray. Hey, brother, hear me now. Brother, dog. Now me understand. Now for them no more, they see we get nothing. That's why they must be and always front and star. Now for them no more, they see we get nothing. That's why they must be. They my pray, me no gain progress. Not for them my pray. They my pray, me no reap success. Not for them my pray. They my pray, me no gain progress. Not for them my pray. They my pray, me no reap success. So me tell them yeah, what is this for? Money no take that. Only if it come from God, I'll accept that. Not for them me put the trust in and give me setback. Yo, selector, me lamp pull up that Tell some wicked that bad mind me no fear them Anytime them cheat and chat, me no hear them Me dash a few hearts so for the queer them Me dash a few hearts so tell them where them Now for them a free Them a free, me no gain progress Now for them a free Them a free, me no grip success So me tell them yeah Yes, me know me have a lot of fake friends But me never woulda taught me woulda have fake family So me tell them straight, me no trust them Me no trust you and me no trust him Fake friends lost, lost bad mind in a real life star Me no rate that star, me no rate that uh, Me real family woulda bust a million shot in a real life real, real, real Now for them a free Them a free, me no gain progress Now for them a free they my pray me to reap success Now for them I pray They 
them a free me no in progress Not for them a free Them a free me no great success So me tell them yeah Like, but they my hate and grudge and creep on mine They my move like Judas They my move like Judas Plus, everybody have a life to live So they give one rat's clock to a try judge me Like them chit chat to what them want to say Cause none of them out there not be them a free They a free me no in progress Not for them a free They a free me to rip success Enough of them are free They are free, me no gain progress Enough of them are free They are free, me no rip success